0: We begin on some G'vava six lines in from the Amud, uh, where it says, "Elo Amarova. This goes back to a question that the Gemara is discussing regarding Rabbi Yehuda's opinion when you have leftovers of karbonis from one year going into the second year, into next year. The case the Gemara had before was regarding the karbonis of Yom Kippur. You have the par and the soy that have to be brought in Yom Kippur, it got lost. So he brought new ones and then he found the ones that were lost and now it's extra. What does he do with them? So says Yamos, you have to be left to die, there's nothing you can do with it. So the Gemara asks why, we see that Rabiudu says that if you have Machtas HaShakel, the same story when you when it got lost and you found it, so what do you do with the extra Machtas shekel? you can use it for the following year. So why don't we say the same thing over here regarding these Karbanas. So the Gemara tried four different answers and it asked questions on all of them and now we come to the final answer. El so Amar says the answer is as follows, Mishum Takala. The problem over here is someone not the word The issue is that there's a takala. There's some mishap, mishap happened, that could yes. happen. What exactly is it? The Gemara will explain now. The Tana or the other gear says the Tanya. We learned in the says as follows: Today, right? There's no Beis Mikdash. so a person is not allowed to make something hectic which is another kind of hektish where you say the value of a person or another person is upon me to give to hektish You're not allowed to do that today which is another type of hektish where you say the cherem it should be today You can't do that today. Why aren't you supposed to do that today? Because if it becomes hektish, so there's no on mikdash. so then it might end up being misused. What are you going to do with it? If you did make hektish in any of these ways so behemoth teyoker. If it's a behemoth it should be uprooted, which the Gemara will say in a moment how. Peiris. If it's produce, fruits, ksus, clothing, kalem, other vessels, yerkavu, they should be left to rot. Mois, klimatchis, money or other metal vessels that are not going to rot. Yeilech hanol liyama melech. You should take them to the yama melech. Again, some will take out some take out the word hanol. You you take it to the yama melech because you don't want anyone to misuse it. Now when it said before regarding an animal, it should be uprooted. Ve'ezahu ikur How do you uproot this animal? You lock the door in front of it. And you leave it to die. Because it can't be used, you can't do anything with it. So therefore you shouldn't do this bisman So now the gemara It will explain, so now how does that apply over here when you have extra carbonus from one year going into the next year. So takala demai. What mishap are you worried about? Are you afraid that if you keep these animals all the way to the following year someone just might bring it as a carbon when it's not supposed to be brought? Right? It's meant to be for Yom Kippur and he might bring it some other time. If that's what you're concerned about, if so, I feel a call Many other cases, this is not the only case, there are many cases where you have where a carbon is there and it can't be brought and what is the halacha? You leave it to graze until it gets a mum. So if you're concerned that by leaving these animals around, it might be brought as a carbon, you should always be concerned about that. So the Gemara says, So can't be that. LMI, maybe when you're not concerned that it's going to bring it as a carbon, you're concerned that you might share the wool or you might use it for work which is also not allowed if it's kachim. So again the question is, I'll call it all those other animals that are still kachim and they're left to graze, how could you leave them to graze? Why shouldn't you be concerned that the person's going to misuse them in this way? So the Gmoder goes back and says, Le'oilam ta'kala da'krava Leaving these behamas from Yom Kippur that weren't used to the following year, what we're concerned about is that it's going to be used as a carpet when it's not supposed to be. Now why don't we have that concern always by all those animals that are left to graze? Those animals that are not destined to be brought as a carbon, they're puzzled for one reason or another and therefore they're being left to graze. He's not occupied with that, he's not thinking in his mind that I'm going to bring this as a carbon. In his mind it's clear these are not brought as a carbon anymore. But these animals here, they are designated eventually to be brought as a carbon in Yom Kippur. So he's constantly thinking, oh, these are animals that are fit for carbonus I have to bring it as a carbon, and therefore we're concerned that he might end up bringing it as a carbon in the wrong time. That's why that's the answer of Rova Why for actual carbonus you can't bring from one year to the next. Not Sorry, the Gemara just points out the takala atzma tanoihi. This concept that we're concerned about a takala that will happen. Is a is tanoim? The tanya we learned in the The tanya chode. One brayse we learned pesach Karev a carbon pesach that did not end up being brought by the first time in Nisan yikrav b'sheini. So you leave it and you can bring it on the time for pesach sheini b'sheini if it wasn't brought even at pesach sheini yikrav leave it to be brought the following year. That's one brayse. The tanya and a different brayse we learned lo yikrav no. It should not be brought the following year. So what is the argument whether you leave it for till the following year? My lav v'takola plegi," So these two braises seem to be arguing about this point. Are we concerned that during the year it's going to be misused and brought for something else, even though it's not supposed to be? So the Gemara says, no, not necessarily. This is based on this concept of The takola. I can tell you that everybody agrees that we're not concerned about this takola. But beplukte the Rabbi pligi kamifligi. Over here, they're arguing about the machlekes of Rebbe and the Rabbanon. What's the machlekes of Rebbe and the Rabbanon? So, if you have, if you remember from what you learned yesterday, the machlekes was how do you count a full year? Is the full year the years of the lunar year, three hundred fifty-four days, or is the full year? The solar year, which is 365 days. So now a carbon Pesach could only be a year old. More than a year old, it's not kosher for the carbon. So according to the Rabbanon, you can't leave it until next year because it's going to be more than a year old. According to Rebbe, where a year is 365 days, it is possible that you will Makdish your behemah when it was eight days old. And by next year, it's still going to be just under your year. You'll still be able to bring it. So therefore, you could leave it for next year. So therefore, we could say that that's what the machloike severe is. V'loi kashi' and therefore the two b'raises is another contradiction, ha Rebbeim v'harabonam. So we don't have to say they're arguing about a takola, whether we're afraid it's going to be misused during the year. But the Gemara asks them this, can't say this, because v'ata'anye v'loot ne'b'raise v'chein ha'mo'is. The same argument they had about the leftover of a carbon pesach, the actual carbon itself, whether you can use it for next year or not. They also had this machlaikis regarding money that was designated for a carbon pesach and it wasn't used, whether they should leave it for next year or not. So now the question is regarding money, there's obviously no issue of being a year or more than a year old. So what, are they, what, are, what is the machlaikis about the money? <laughs> The machloikis is, as we mentioned, takola. Do you want to leave this money around and it might be misused? Mm-hmm. Or, you're not concerned that it's going to be misused. That's, so. Here we clearly see that there's a is about this concept of takola. Shema no. that's a raya, that, that's the that's machloikis here. So, Ak-tumishne, continuing with the Aveda of the Kain and the, the Yom Kippur, we come to the next step and here we're going to be learning about what's actually done with the Surah La'Azazel. The Qayen God comes to the story that's going to be sent off to the Azazel. And he leans both of his hands on it. and he confesses for the Yidin. And this is what he says. Yidin sin. Chatu is b'shegig. Ovu is b'mezid. Poshu is when it's done with a Right? We had before in the Gemara there was a discussion about this. Because the, the, the Bach here brings in, this, in the order of how you say it. The other order is that you start... Ovu, then Poshu, then Chotu. You go from the more severe to the less severe. L'fanecha amcha beis Yisrael, the Yidden, On HaShem, Kapano, lachatoim V'la'avainis, V'la'p'shoim. Forgive the Yidin for their Avedis. Sh'chotu, Sh'avu, V'sha'poshu, L'fanecha amcha beis Yisrael, K'akosav, Besleiris, Moshe, Avdech, Oleymar, Ki b'yoyim hazeh, Yechapar aleichem, L'tayreschem, V'kolchatiseichem, L'fanei HaShem Tetoro. That's what the King Godel said. The kainim and all the rest of the yidden that were there in the azarek, kishayyoy shemim shemam avedis kiryaytsem ibu kain gadol. When they heard the kain gadol saying this, and he said also the avishu's name fully with the yud Vafke, the avishu's name, how you kaidim, how you stachvim, how you neiful malpneim. They bowed and fell on their faces. Then, so after he finishes confessing for the avedis of the yidden. He gave it over to the one that was designated to take it to the Azazel. Anybody is fit to be used to take it. Anyone in, from, from Kla Yisrael. The Azazel made this, uh, they established this, that they didn't allow anyone from, from the Yisraelim to take the uh, Azazel. They would give it to Azazel to take. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi, said, there was a story of There was an individual by the name of Arsala is the one that took the animal to the Azazel This Arsala was not a kain. He was a Yisrael. The adds he was some individual Arsala, he was from Tzipayri. And he's the one that took it. Another interesting thing about how they took it out from the base of Mikdash, V'kevesh Arsala, they had a ramp, sort of like this bridge coming out where they took the animal on it, so nobody was like above where everyone else is standing. Why did they do this? Because of the Babylonians that were there, that were Eden that were from Bavel. And there was an issue with them. They would pull the hairs from it. Why? The hair from who? From the animal? Uh, from the animal. Uh, yeah. 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 They would pull the hairs. And they would say they to would, uh, say. take it and go, take it and go. In other words, they would say, this is the one that's going to forgive our Vedas. why are you waiting? Just, just get out of here, go so we can have already our kapoda. So because of this, they, would, uh, they built this bridge, so should, this person carrying out, taking out the Sorya L'Azozo shouldn't, shouldn't be attacked, shouldn't have any issues with these bablium. Okay. Zorak the Gemara, now the Gemara starts with the vidui that it says, that the Kohen Godel says on the Sorya Zozo in It does not say in the Mishnah that part of his vidhi is to confess for the B'nai Adam, for the, the Kayanim. He only confesses for the Eden. So it seems like the Saur La'zazel is only Mechapr for all of the Avedis of the Eden, not for the Avedis of the Koyenim. So who's the Tana of our Mishnah? Rabbi Yirmi, Rabbi Yirmi, k'rab said, This is not following the opinion of Rabbi Yudah. The if it's Rabbi Yudah, we had this before. Ha'amr Rabbi Yudah said, "Yesh lahem kapara b'sarei mishdaleach," that even the kainim get their kapara from this sarei mishdaleach. The Gemara before brought that according to Rabbi Yehuda, So all the Avedis that are in the base Miktosh, like the tumah doing the Avedis with in the base Miktosh, that you get the kapara from the par and the la Hashem that's brought inside the base Miktosh. Rest of the Avedis of teira, you get the kapara from the sarei mishdaleach. That's going to the Azazel and Abi Yehuda's opinion is that that includes the Eden and the Kainim equally. They get, all get their kapara from the Sarih of right, Then there's another opinion there which is what our Mishnah holds like which is that the Kainim do not get their kapada from the Sarih of The Kainim get their kapada from the Sa'ir that's brought la as a carbon. and the Gemara the, 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 the before said that there's two parts to that. There's the Vidu and that Sa'ir and there's the Zrikas Adam of that Sa'ir. That's what the Kainim get their kapada from. Our Mishnah could follow Rabbi Yudha's opinion, even though in the Vidui, the Kayin does not spell out the Kayinim separately. Doesn't matter. A Kayinim not included in the Jewish nation. So, when he said Amcha Yisrael, it includes the Kayinim as well. Mishnah said, he gave it over to the person that's designated to take this animal the, to the, the Azazal We Ish. It says in the tayrah that you give it over, the Pasuk is that the biyad ish uh, So what does ish it mean? Ish means la You can give it even to azar. No, it doesn't have to be a coin. What does it mean? muzuman. It should be prepared. In other words, this person should be prepared <coughs> from yesterday. And iti also means in its time. Va'filib beShabbos, which means even Yom Kippur comes out on the Shabbos, you can still take the sarel azazel on the Shabbos. Iti also means that it should be done in its time. Va'filib betumah, even if the person that's designated to do this is Tommy. So now the Gemara explains this. Breyser ish says that even a zar can do this. Fract Gemara pshita. Why? Yeah, obviously, why? There's not an avoda in the base of mikdash. Why would I think you need a kain for this? So the Gemara answers Maod uh, detame because I would think to say si Sivabe. It says in the title of the word Kapod as we had yesterday. It says Yomat uh, So I would think that because it uses the term Kapod, that's something that's done only by the Kain. Kamash Malon. Therefore, it says Ish. Any person can do it. Then the Brisa said Iti Vafilu Even if Yom Kippur fell out on the Shabbos, you still take the Sarelas D'Zosl. Lama'i When is this relevant? In other words, the question of the Gemara, as Rashi explains, is when would there be a Chil Shabbos of taking the Sarel Azazel? Mm-hmm. It's walking, you're not carrying it. So, what kind of Chil Shabbos is there over here and doing this? Now, the Mefarshim point out, wait a minute, maybe the Chil Shabbos, uh, Mirashi here actually addresses this, but there's a big discussion in Mefarshim about this. Maybe the Chil Shabbos is you're going out to the Azazel, and therefore it was outside of the Tchum Shabbos. You're going too far. That's a chil shabbos. So Rashi says the tchum is only midirabbanon. The, the Tchum and is only midirabbanon. Now the truth is it depends how far it is. There's two different um, measures for the tchum. We had this in the Gemara and Erevin. One is two thousand Amas. The other one is eight, uh, eight, uh, twelve. Sorry, twelve mil. According to many dushayim, the Rambam says that the tchum of twelve mil is actually uh, completely outside and it's um, even minatayda. So if so, if the Gemara here is asking the question, what is the Chilul Shabbos? It must be that we're talking about that zazzle that was not outside the Tchum of 12 mil. It was only 2,000 amos away. That's what it seems. But there are other Pshatim in this. Like, upon him, the, the question of the Gemara is, what is the Chilul Shabbos of taking out the Sari'la Zazzle? That if this animal was sick, it couldn't walk all this way. You can carry it on its shoulders. That's the Chilul Shabbos. But now the Gemara explains, wait a minute, carrying an animal on your shoulders is a, a There's a concept called chai no A living animal is really carrying itself. And therefore when you're carrying it, you're not carrying from the Rishush out to the Rishush There's actually, some say that the problem here is that he's going from Da'zara outside of Da'zara, which is from the Rishush HaYoched into the Rishush Others say that the Azad itself had a dinner of Rishus so the issue is that he's walking four amis under Rishus Rabim, which is also Ism and But the question over here is, isn't the animal carrying itself? Come so according to who is Rav Shesha saying this? The It's not like Rav Nosan's opinion. Rav Ravnasan says that a chaya, a living animal, carries itself. Why does it say this specifically in the name of Rav Nosan? Because even though the Rabbanan also hold Chay Noyesus but that's regarding a human being. Everybody agrees that by a human being, when you carry him, you're not over an so The question is by an animal. Animal doesn't have the same consciousness as a human being, so he doesn't position himself. He doesn't help you carrying him as much as an animal, as, as a human being, that is. And therefore, Rab the Noson says that even by an animal, you say Chay Noyesus So according to Noson, there'd be no issue here, Menatayda. So the Gemara says, no, even according to Abnasan, he would agree in this case. When the animal is sick, Abnasan agrees that the animal doesn't carry itself. And therefore, you're going to be over, and that's why you have to have this posik iti to say that it can be done on Shabbos. So now, says, based on this, what did we say? We need a special posik to say if your Kippur falls out on Shabbos, that you're allowed to be Mahal Shabbos for this Sarilazazel. What this teaches me is, there is the halacha of aidov and the Isra of itzal menateireh only on Shabbos. But the Isra of carrying out Yom Kippur doesn't apply. Because if it would, so why is the B'dayas saying that we only need apostate to teach me if Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, so then you're allowed to take out the Surah La'Azazel. You should need it for every Yom Kippur. So if I see that on Yom Kippur, it's not an issue. That's what Ravram says. The Savir says that if you look in the Gemara in Krisis, there the Gemara says that Ravram's Raya is not true. The Gemara there actually calls it a Badusa. It's a mistake. And the reason is because for Yom Kippur, even if there is the Iser of Haitzah on Yom Kippur, the reason why you don't need a Pasuk for that is because that's the Mitzvah on Yom Kippur. There is a Isser of Haitzah on Yom Kippur. But here the Mitzvah is to take out the Sarulah Zazel. So therefore you don't need any special Pasuk for that. You need a special Pasuk to say that even if it falls out on a Shabbos, so it's not a regular Yom Kippur, still <coughs> you're allowed to uh, carry it out. So therefore the Gemara in Kirisath doesn't accept this pshat. The Mefarshim actually say that over here the Gemara does accept the Raya of, Raf- of from, because what did it say before? Before it said that on a regular, in order to be able to do this avayda that's required to take out the Sari Azazel on Yom Kippur, you don't need to be Mechal Yom Kippur because usually the animal is walking. Mm-hmm. The only time that it's necessary is if the animal is sick and therefore it can't walk so then you have to carry it. So you can't say that even on a regular Yom Kippur, oh, I'm allowed to do this because it's necessary. This is the Ved of Yom Kippur. No, it's not necessary. You can maybe you should use a different animal. Over here you're using the animal that's sick. Therefore the Gemara is asking, why don't you need a Pasuk for Yom Kippur to say that you can use the animal that's, uh, that's sick? So therefore the Rafram brought this Raya. The Gemara continues, when it said iti that iti also means it's done in time, even if you're tummy. Lamai What's what, in what case? what cases are we saying this? In other words, what's the issue of tummy here? But coming to say sheim nitma If the person that's designated to send to take this. Uh, out to the Azazel, and he's tomei, nichnas tomei lazare. he's allowed to come to the azazel, even when he's tomei or mishalcha. And the king sends him off with this "Sari l'azazel. Now the Gemara brings a very interesting piece here in the Gemara, questions that were asked from Rabbi Yezah, And these questions are in connection to the Sareh l'azazel, la but then there's other questions and the common denominator of all these questions are that Rabbi Yezah did not give straight answers. And the Gemara will explain soon why he didn't give straight answers. They asked Rabbi Yazar this question that we had before Khala, The animal that was supposed to be taken out to the Azazel is sick What's the Allah? Could, it, could you take it on your shoulders and take it out that way? Are you allowed to do it on your Kippur? So he gave them the following answer This animal is strong enough that me and you should ride on it. In other words, he avoided the answer they asked him another question, If the person that was designated to send it, to take it, got sick, Do you designate someone else? So he answered them, Let's be in peace. In other words, what he was saying was, Why are you asking this question? Everything is peaceful, we're feeling good, so this question is irrelevant. You read it together. Me and you are all in peace. The next question they asked him, You pushed it off the cliff of the and the animal just survived, it didn't die. Are you supposed to then go down and kill the animal? Is that part of the, what, what it's done? or uh, that, that, That's the purpose or not? I mean after all it is Yom Kippur. So the question that Mepharshim explained is maybe he's asking maybe you're not allowed to kill it. It's Yom Kippur. Mm. If it dies that's what you're supposed to do in Yom Kippur. But if it didn't die you have to leave it. So again he gave them a very cryptic answer. So all enemies of Hashem should be lost, should be destroyed. But it didn't really answer the question. Then the, the, the Gemara brings Chachamim <laughs> said clearly the Allah about all these cases. <laughs> if the animal is sick, then you take it on your shoulder. <laughs> the person that's supposed to take it got sick. send it someone with someone else. <laughs> if you say if you pushed it off the cliff and it didn't die, <laughs> so you have to follow it and then you have to kill it. Okay. Now the Gemara brings other questions that were asked from Rabli Yezre and also he didn't give a clear answer. Huh? Yeah, however, no, not atavka you have to kill it, yeah, to kill it. They asked by Rabbi Yasser the question, Ploini, th- this individual, abo, is he going to be Zechataylam So Rashi has two pshat and one pshat Rashi he says they asked him about a specific person, is he going to be Zechataylam Abba or not? Another pshat Rashi brings is they asked about Shleima Melech, Shleima Ben David. As it says in the Psukim and Nach, that there was certain Avedis he did, that he was not like his father. So therefore they were asking, is he going to be Zeche Telem Abba? So he didn't want to answer. Amaleh, so he answered them, Loishaltuni, al Ploini. So you're only asking me about Ploini. Why aren't you asking me about someone else? So, uh, so according to the second Shat Nadashi, what he meant to say is, why aren't you asking me about Afshalim? the son of David the Malach, whether he's going to be Zeche Taylam Abba. So he didn't want to give answer about Shlaima HaMelech, so he said, why don't you ask me about Afshalom. Another question that they asked him, Mao lahatzal Roye Kifsa Minari. Should a shepherd save the sheep from a lion that's attacking it? So according to the simple pshat, the question that he's asking is, this is the food of the lion, so maybe I should just let the lion eat the lamb, should I save it or not? That's a simple pshat. Rabbeinu Hanamel here says that the Ari, the lion here, is Dovod HaMelech. And the lamb is Bathsheva. And what he's asking is Bathsheva: when he married Bathsheva, was he allowed to marry her? Was she an Eishish or not? That's the question. O so again he didn't answer that. Instead he said, You're asking me about the lamb. What's the Allah, uh, should, 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 you, should you be saving the shepherd himself from the lion? So again, according to Rabbi Nechananel, this refers to the husband of Bathsheba, to Uriah, to Uriah. All right, so by, by, by Uriah, the question is, so if you look over there in the story in Nachah, the Gemara says it's in Shabbos, that he was really a maidad b'malchus, because he referred to Yoyav, in the presence of David and Melech uh, with, with titles of honor. So therefore, is he considered to be a, a maidad bamalchus and therefore he was supposed to be killed, which David Melech had him killed, in the war or not? So the, the again the Ari, the line is David the Melech and the Roi is Uriah. So he answered, You're asking me about the, the the shepherd. I have a different question. You should be asking. Mamzer mahulirish A mamzer. So does he get Yerusha together with the other children? Or mauli Yavim, What's the Allah of yibum? If you have a mamzer, does the mamzer do yibum for for? A, a, a woman that her husband passed away without children, and there's the halach of Yibum, that the brother has to marry her, does a mamza do Yibum? Or uh, then they asked him a question, mahu lasu des beisai? Should a person plaster his house with nice white plaster? Even now in the time of Golos, when we are uh, uh, mourning the chubm of the Beysa this is a gemara, the gemara says this in Gitim, I believe, right? And there are different places where the gemara talks about a person shouldn't plaster his house fully, because of the Churban Beis Hamikdash, so they asked him about this. So he didn't answer them. Instead, he said, "Mal Laseh Des Kivre." You should be asking me. Should you put plaster by a cave? This was the way then that they used to have the sign to see where a cave it is. They would put white plaster, similar to what we have like a matzevah, to see where the cave it is. So in all these cases, he did not answer them the question. Okay, so the Gemara now explains why not. He didn't answer them, not because he was trying to take them off course. He was trying to like take them into a subject that they weren't asking Stam to, to drain them a cup. But rather the reason was, He never gave any response, he never answered anything. If it's something that he did not hear directly from his teacher. There was a wise woman that asked Rabbi Yeza a question. Yachar, Shemaisa, Egil, Shovin, Sins, those the people that serve the Egil. So all the different kinds of ways that they serve the Egel, So it's all the same thing. It's serving of a desire. Why? If you look in Chomish, do you see that the people that serve the they the, the different people that were died because of this, they, were, they didn't all die the same way. As Rashi here brings, there are some that were killed by a sword. The Moshe killed them. There were some that died with a Magaifa and a plague that happened then. And there was a third category that died. Mesh t- uh, gave them basically to drink waters like, like a sita. And their stomach popped like a sita. So there were three different ways that they died. So she wanted to understand why was this. So Om Allah he didn't answer. Ein chachama ela bepelach. The, wi- the wisdom of a woman is only with a uh, pelach, which is uh, no, with, uh-huh. her, with a spindle, right? In other words, she's telling her, use your wisdom to, to, to sew and to, 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 to knit or whatever it is. Don't ask qu- me questions about these things in Taita. The says, So the wise women, they came to weave the, 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 what they needed for the yiriyas. So now, but the Gemara here actually brings the answer to this question. And two opinions. Itmer, so we learned an argument about this. One said, the, the three different ways the people that served the eagle died. The difference is, The ones that actually brought carbonis or for the egel Besayev, they were the ones that were killed with a sword. Gofa and Nishek, the ones that didn't serve to that extent but they just uh, hugged or kissed it, so they died with the plague. Those that were enjoying and happy with the Egil, they're the ones that died with Hadraiken, which is the waters that Moshe Rabbeinu gave them and they, their stomach popped like a Saita. That's one opinion. Another opinion is, and this is the opinion that Rashi brings in Chumash, if it was a case where there was witnesses and they were warned and they still served the egel Besayef, so then they were killed Besayef with a sword. Rashi actually, Rashi actually says that Sayef is the Misa that's given to Bnei Noyach. Okay, they were, they were judged like uh, Bnei Noyach with a Sayef. So that's for the ones that actually got a warning. The ones that were, served the eagle, and the witnesses that said this about them. But they didn't get a warning. They died with the Misa which is the plague. The ones that served the eagle, but there was no witnesses or no warning. They were the ones that drank the waters of Moshe Yehuda On the subject of Chet Egil, the Yehuda said, The Shevet Levi, they did not serve the eagle. Because later, when it came to punishing the Eden, it says, "Vayamid Moshe b'shara machne v'goimem Moshe Rabbeinu stood there." And the pasuk said, "Milashem elayi." He said, "Vayasvei lekobne Levi." The entire Shevod of Levi came to Moshe Rabbeinu. They did not serve the eagle. Yasvei Ravin levakamalah hashmaita lishlal hashmaita. Ravin has said over this that Rabbi Judah just said that the Shevet Levi didn't serve the eagle. Eisvei b'nei Rav Papa bar Abba l'Ravinah. The children of Rav Papa bar Abba asked a question to Ravinah about this. But doesn't the pasuk say? about Shevet Levi That one of the chusim is that they said about their father and mother I don't know my father and mother When when was that? When it came to punishing the people that served the egel, They didn't hold themselves back of even punishing their own father and mother that served the egel. So I see that even from Levim themselves served the The One answers, no that's not what it means Aviv means Avi imay mi Doesn't mean the father, it means a grandfather. And a who? Your mother's father, which is a Yisrael, not a Levi. When it says echov in that pasik, it means achiv mi Only a half brother from your mother. Mi Israel. Also for them, the father was a Yisrael. And Bonav, when it says your children, it doesn't mean your children, it means your grandchildren. Bnei bite mi It means your grandchildren from your daughter, which was married to a Yisrael. But the Leviim themselves never served there. The next thing it said of the Mishnah was the kevesh osul. They had a ramp. So that could of the mission, the Bavliyum should not come and tear out the hairs and and, and, and make problems. It wasn't Bavliyum that did this. These were Yidden from Alexandria that did this. Because the people, the in Eretz Yisrael hated the Bavliyum because they didn't join them in Eretz Yisrael. So they referred to anybody that they didn't like, they used to refer to them eh, as the Babylonians. So there is over so here in the Mishnah it says the term Bavliam, but it really means the Eden from Alexandria. Tanya Rab, Yudama Ayymerab, you'd also said Loyo el Alexandria. it wasn't the Bavliam that made the problems, it was Alexandrium Oyu. Rabbi Yaisi, and Rabbi Yaisi said about this, Tanuach khoshe, you should feel good that he made me feel good. Because he was from Babel, his family is from Babel. And you're calling the, ba- the Babylonians the troublemakers, you're calling my family the troublemakers. So he was happy that it was even from Alexandria. And then what did it say? Toil would say, they would say, take it and go out. So we learned in Abraiseh, what would they scream? Ma Why is this goat waiting here? V'chayve, and the Avedis of the generation are many. So, therefore, take it out quickly to the Azazel that our Aveda should be forgiven. That's what they would say.